Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epstein with the Direct Impact Podcast coming to you through your speakers today. Thank you so much for showing up. All right. All right. Drum roll here. We are talking about codependency. Oh, yes. Codependency. It is so important. And we're talking about codependency is a killer. And why am I so passionate about codependency being a path of destruction in your life and the lives of those who surround you and the lives of those people that you care so much about and the lives of those people that you are actively enabling? All right. We need to understand this disease. Codependency is a dis-ease that leads to a full-blown disease. People in their acute stage of codependency, it is debilitating. They absolutely cannot have a verbalized thought that is not about somebody else's needs or what they think they need or what they need to do or how they need to blah, 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 till the cows come home. Okay. It is so destructive. I see it in my office. I see it in psychotherapy, people walking in and sitting on the couch. And in their therapy, they want to talk about how somebody else needs to change X, Y, and Z (laughs) so that they can have peace. Right. Okay. That is somebody in an acute stage of codependency. And codependency is important to identify and to root out and to treat because anybody who finds themselves in an active addiction with a chemical or some type of compulsivity or acting out with an unwanted behavior, when they start to heal from that, their codependency emerges and starts to come to the surface as another process addiction. Okay. So it is if if you are starting a recovery process for a chemical, for a behavior, for, you know, anxiety, for depression, for any type of diagnoses, right? It's important that you take the time to pause and listen to this episode on codependency because it is probably part of your path for healing and transformation. Okay. Codependency is an inability to set boundaries with self and others. It is a need to depend on somebody else for emotional regulation. Okay. (laughs) I know that might be confusing because it seems like the other people in your life are actually dysregulating you on a regular basis. And sometimes that becomes part of the vicious cycle. But it comes from a place in early childhood where you learn very early on that 
the family of origin that you live in is unpredictable. Okay. You don't know what to say or what to do or how to behave or even what to think until you have fully assessed the body language, the posture, the mood, and the attitude of your family, of your mom, of your dad, of their relationship, of your siblings, right? So you learn to depend on your observations of their moods in order to regulate and shift and move into action, okay? This is a pattern that starts in early childhood, okay? And it is usually rooted in developmental trauma, okay? And guess what? If you are a human being and you come from a less than nurturing family of origin, you are going to struggle with this. You are going to struggle with the dis-ease of codependency, even if it doesn't progress to a full-blown disease. This is going to be a struggle. So I just want to share how important it is to identify this and work through these challenges, okay? You cannot carry others down a path, okay? And your attempt to do so is how you are medicating your own dis-ease and emotions and anxiety, okay? When I hear things like, if so-and-so would just do, so-and-so needs to, what I hear is you are trying to change another person in order to manage your own anxiety. Guess what? Yes, the behavior is enabling, but it's also self-serving. You are doing that to manage and regulate your own mood. It is not about the other person. It only is in your imagination and in your dis-ease. Okay? In reality, it is about managing your mood and your emotions. So we're going to find a healthier way to go about doing that. You are going to learn to identify your own needs, express your own needs. Okay? You're going to learn how to feel in your body dis-ease and to set and communicate healthy boundaries so that you can get your needs met. Remember, to be needy and to have needs is to be human. People in codependency have a very hard time identifying feelings, emotions, and their own needs, much less like prioritizing them or giving time to them or investing in self-care practices and things like that. So you can see how they start to fall apart and get sick. I have to be honest that what I see in my practice quite often is somebody who is in an acute stage of codependency is much sicker than the active addict that they're enabling, much sicker. And when they, the codependent, starts to move into recovery, not only do they start to have a life worth living where their needs can be identified and met, but guess what? The addicts that they've been enabling, they get better. <laughs> Imagine that, <laughs> right? So it, it's an amazing and an important thing. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My Plan to Recover journal is thoughtfully and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long-term success in recovery while gaining personal insight, 
awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover Journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing. I also want to say that I wrote a little something about this, but I want to say I'm coming from a perspective and I'm talking to people who are in early recovery from, and when I say early recovery, that's in their first year of a recovery process, first 12 to 24 months, okay, can be a little bit of a rocky road. And so this is for people who are in early recovery, but they have some time under their belts. Um, They've been abstaining for a period of time and maybe even actively engaging in a recovery process, but they start to find themselves gravitating towards codependent behaviors and their codependency starts to kind of like come to the surface and it gets them off track and it puts them at risk for relapse and a lot of different defense mechanisms come along with that. Okay. And so I often see people in this early stage of recovery, you know, start to spend a little bit too much energy and a little bit too much time on other people's disease, other people's sickness, other people's addictions, other people's acting out behaviors, other people, period. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. All of that energy needs to go into your recovery, not into other people. And this happens for quite a few reasons. Yes, some of it's codependency, The other piece of it is that most of the people that I work with that want to disconnect from unwanted patterns of addictive behavior, they are very empathic, compassionate, highly sensitive people, okay? And they tend towards codependency. They tend towards, you know, hyperarousal hypervigilance, you know, overcompensating in their anxiety, right? It is a natural tendency and they've been wired that way. So there's a lot of reasons that you can anticipate codependency becoming part of what you're working through. All right. So that is the person that I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person who is themselves just getting two feet on the ground, but then for some reason, codependency, For some reason, they start trying to help somebody else too soon because it feels better. It gets them out of their work. It gets them out of their pain. It gets them out of their emotions to focus on somebody else, right? And so when they find themselves doing that and they're reaching out their hand to rescue someone else, guess what? They get pulled off. They get pulled down. They get off track. They relapse. And that is the person that I'm speaking to today that might listen to this podcast and hear, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. I am totally doing that. I am totally altering my mood and managing my anxiety by fixating on other people. 
in trying to solve their problems and trying to be their therapist and trying to mood alter that way. All right, this is for you. Okay, so this is what I wrote. <laughs> Take an honest look at codependency and why I believe it is a top POP <laughs> contributor to relapse and loss of positive momentum. What is this codependency thing? Codependency is an addictive disease initiated by a prolonged state of internal dis-ease. It is categorized as an addiction because it is a pathological pattern or relationship to a mood-altering behavior that cause life-damaging consequences, usually health-related issues. It is a progressive and pervasive disease in which you often lead I'm sorry, in which you often need to be removed from the stimuli. And in parentheses, it says often a specific person or people in order to move into remission. Codependency does not receive the attention it deserves, but it continues to, it contributes, I'm sorry, but it contributes to countless medical conditions, enables addictions of others, and keeps the individual from prioritizing their own well-being. This disease often overlaps with one's family of origin as a result of prolonged exposure to family, addiction, dysfunction, abuse, adversity, and or neglect. In early childhood, they are often, but not always, dependent on addiction, addicted, mentally ill, and or ill-equipped caregivers to meet their physical, emotional, and intellectual needs. They become codependent as they depend on the other person or caregiver's mood behaviors to inform their own mood or behaviors. Codependency may also develop much later in life as a result of addiction and co-addicted relationships. This disease often leads into intense issues of control, anxiety, panic, self-sacrifice, enabling, hypervigilance, poor boundaries, impaired judgment with regards to specific relationships and people. Denial and addiction or overindulgence often into food. If any of the above resonates, please consider the ways that this disease could derail your progress. This is an honest and self-focused journey. And it requires you to prioritize your needs and your goals above all else. You cannot carry others down this path. It is yours and yours alone. Lead by example and allow others to forge their own path in their own time. For some, this will be a touch and go. <laughs> and this will be a very tough pill to swallow. But you have come so far and you deserve all the beauty that awaits around the corner. You can do it. Uh, this is a little bit about what I wrote regarding codependency. And what I need you to hear is it is a top contributor to relapse. And it is a top contributor to dis-ease and disease and what will eventually become behavioral and chemical dependencies, you know? And I mentioned food, right? Overindulgence. It is really, really life-damaging. And I've seen people go to their grave without really addressing it, and I do not want that for our community. Not one single person, not one more minute do I want to lose 
to the disease of codependency. And so it's very important to me. I'm very passionate about this. And I just offer you an opportunity and invite you this week to sit in that and just be honest. Be like, in what ways do I show up to my relationships where I am not setting boundaries and I am trying to alter my mood and my reality by fixating on them in a negative way, a way that doesn't benefit myself and doesn't benefit that relationship. If you can take a look at that, you'll be better for it. And that's what we want for you. So take an honest and open look and see what you're willing to do. If codependency is showing up in your life, all right, let's look at it. Let's address people-pleasing behaviors. Let's address poor boundaries. Let's address the anxiety and find some healthier ways to get your needs met. All right, guys, if this benefited you, please like it. Please review it. And if you think it could benefit somebody else, please share it. We really appreciate that. And we love being here for you. And keep coming back. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.